This is Cinema Spin. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Jason. And welcome to a new episode of Cinema Spin. All right. Well, it's been another week. It has been another week. And we, once again, have got two movies for you. Like always, one new. Well, we it took us forever to get to Wakanda. It took us forever to get to Wakanda, kind of. Yes, yes. <laughs> longer than it normally does. Right. And then we've L- got longer one. than a than a than a you know like a typical United Airlines flight. <laughs> yeah. And then of course we've got a movie chosen at random for later on. But uh, we're gonna get started with uh, Wakanda Forever, which was released what a week and a half ago now. Yes, almost two weeks. Uh, of course, it's the you know the first one. Black Panther was re- really well received. Um, Everybody loved it, but you. Yes, pretty much. I, I feel that way. Um, of course, Myself it included. Featured a uh, a lively performance by Chadwick Boseman, and uh, that's kind of as we come into this new movie. That's the first thing we need to deal with. You know, obviously, if you're familiar with this material, you know that tragically, uh, Boseman passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving sort of this project in limbo for a little while, but they decided to uh, proceed without him, not doing anything stupid like uh, recasting, or even stupider like trying to digitally have a digital uh, Chadwick Boseman, right? Which would have been a real shame. Yes, because as good as that technology has gotten in small doses, it is not ready for prime time. In that well, way. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you, can't do that. You, you could never do that with like a feature, le- you know, yeah. the star of a feature length movie. But you but know, they, they avoid in, in the temptation in this to even ha- uh, really do him up um, for flashback purposes, right? Or, right. Like, I think that's handing off the baton purposes. Very well done in terms of you know his memory and stuff. That's a wise choice. We all know what the deal is. Yeah, you don't want to play right cheap with something as. You know, imp- you know, his, the guy passed away for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a national tragedy. So you know that leads us into this film. The big thing here is the introduction of a long-awaited Marvel character, Namor. Okay, this is where we need to begin. Namor. Okay. Okay. So I'm just long. Well, you know, one of the oldest is... uh, Marvel characters there is. Yes, and one of the oldest. Uh... <laughs> Uh, debates in Marvel history about how do you pronounce this name? Is it Namor? Is it Namor? Is it he pronounces it Namor at one point, <laughs> and then everybody else pronounces it Namor? But do you drop the er or do you drop the the r sound at the end? Harsh? Do you go Namor? I've always been told Namor, but that's yes. um you know fair enough. Maybe that's regional. No, no, we're gonna go with Namor. <laughs> so yeah, I, I watch this and. Uh... Like the first one, I was, you know, kind of in the same place on it. Yeah. The problems I have with this movie uh, go back to the first one, really. Um, go on. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm not capable <laughs> of really getting into a movie with this many characters in it that I've got to care about. Okay. The good thing, the thing about like Spider Man or, you know, is it really is about three or four central characters and the rest of it. I guess there's, you can make the argument, there's just as many characters in all the rest of these movies. Yes. But for some reason this feels like, especially with Bozeman gone, it feels like I'm being, I'm being asked to care about this whole, because yeah, to me, Wakanda is more about 
the people of Wakanda mm-hmm. and the people of I forget the name of the underwater world. Uh, Atlanta. Atlantia. Well, it, well, it's not. Atlantis. It's not Atlantis in, in, oh, the, in this world. It, it was oh. in the comics. Yeah, right. They change it to. I don't know. Okay, I something. But uh, you know, it's just less about people and more about this central idea of the people of Wakanda. Yeah, and it just doesn't. I just don't connect with it. The uh, the, the, the the there's something about the the I guess iconography of Wakanda that. I just don't find that interesting visually. Oh, visually. Oh, okay. I, I, I totally disagree with you there. I, well, I, I I'm, think, the world disagrees yeah, with me, Jason. Yeah, the I, world, right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> right. I, um, yeah. I mean, visually, I think both of these movies are spot on. I, well, I think they I look think. good. I, I just don't. There's just something about the. I don't know. I just don't. I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. I guess. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about this one? Uh, we need to sort between. I have a lot of problems with this movie, and and uh, we need to sort between the problems that are the result of the nature of the task here. I mean, we all come with this with well, those of us who are a fan of the first movie come, you know, which is everybody but you, uh, come to this with an enormous m- amount of sympathy and and goodwill towards uh, the uh, given the difficulty of what they're trying to pull off here, right? Uh, taking the, the most, I mean. Uh, whether or not you you know you uh, connected with it personally, I think Black Panther is is probably the the Marvel movie that has most uh, culturally kind of acquitted itself of being sort of a cut above uh, the the other uh, the other Marvel movies. Is sort of the the Marvel movie that's not for people who are into Marvel. You know, that said, I mean, to 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 in the middle of sort of plotting a sequel to that already. Um, giant task then your your lead actor dies uh where do you go from there right so uh i think we can sort the problems with this movie kind of into two piles one of them is problems that result you know from the size of the task and the kind of on the other hand unforced errors the sort of problems with well that has nothing to do with bozeman being dead right? yeah I mean, that's that has nothing to, yeah um so on the one hand uh I, in in the first pile, um, there's the problem of of Letitia Wright. Um, I uh, the movie uh, focuses on her. I, I think one of the pro- one of the things that you're saying about how the the uh, the earlier movie kind of feels unfocused. I think for me that worked. It does help to create uh, to make it sort of a bigger uh, feel feel bigger. Mm-hmm. But um, it really does help that you always have the you have the Bozeman character to sort of you, you know you have Black Panther to come back to right right. That th- okay, this is what Matt you know all that other stuff is interesting world building, but here is the main character and the main plot. And I think that's one of the things that's uh, that's really missing from Wakanda Forever is. Uh, it doesn't have that central character. And insofar as it does have that central character, it's Shuri, who's just, to me, the least interesting person in this, you know, not, not in the whole movie, right? But of the, you know, it's like any of the other sort of main Wakandan characters or Wakandan adjacent characters who might have been the focus of this. Uh, she, her, that character and that actress are just the, they're the most obvious choice, but they're also the, the, the least interesting. But aren't um, they sort of locked into that because she's got the lineage and... and uh... I mean, Lapita's got to know a little karate, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that you would have to... Uh, uh, you would have to work really but hard she's not, to have... But she's, is she, 
she's not related to the royal family the same way. No, as I know she isn't. But like any of these characters, Nakia or Mabaku or Ayo, um, any of these characters, uh, uh, Okoye, Okoye, right? Yeah. Uh, any of these characters uh, could have been. Uh, I would would have been uh, are just more more engaging, more compelling characters. You know, they did with what they could, but. It didn't. It didn't. Doesn't work for me. And, and Letitia Wright just doesn't interest me. I, th- I think that character was always written as she's just meant to be a little sister sidekick. She's not ready right. for prime time. So anyway, go on. Yeah, I, I think that, that I agree with that. But I'll, I'll also say that I think this movie is just kind of overstuffed with things that don't necessarily need to be there. Oh God! Like yes. like this character yes. that you know the Riri, who's sort of this the the MIT, who's yeah. getting, who are, I guess they're setting up to, for her to be the new Iron Man or whatever. Sort yeah, of. right. She's getting her own uh, you know, Disney Plus series. Okay. <laughs> right fine um An, honestly a, a teenage genius matt yeah that's i, I mean uh, uh, can you believe it marvel has a character that's a teenage genius <laughs> that's that's true that is a category they seem to have a lot of those yes they sure do um right. you know so there's that that maybe doesn't even need to be here really well i, I certainly certainly not to get too far into the plot mechanics here but like certainly by the halfway point in this movie there's no reason for her to exist in this movie anymore she's just a she's just kind of a macguffin to get us through the first half of the movie right and then it's like the whole reason for her being around is is, is moot at that point right but i mean there's there's so many wakandan characters that we need to deal with here yeah, they have history from not only the first movie, but obviously uh, Infinity War and Endgame. We've seen more yeah. of them. Yeah, but then you know, so we got the new character we've got to introduce. Plus, obviously Namor, and right. then we got to spend some time with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus and and, and and Martin Freeman. Right, and you can just you can snip all of that. I know out. I, that is nothing but <laughs> but table setting for uh, future TV shows right. and bullshit. Right. And so this is, uh, yeah, in a, in a two hour and forty minute movie, it, th- that already kind of feels unfocused. Um, uh, that does that does not help. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is awful in that that role. It's, I mean, I I love her. I I, I love mean, her comedy, sure. right? But she's goofy in a way that the rest of this movie doesn't feel goofy. Right? Yeah. It's just even when she's playing it really straight here. She yeah. doesn't kind of come off it because you just maybe because you've seen so much of her in Veep. Yeah, in Veep. Yeah, the right, obvious, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, um. Even when she's at her most earnest acting, you can't. It doesn't you can't come help. Off like yeah, that, you yeah. can't help. But you but see smile. her dancing with yeah. her thumbs at right. some point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see her dancing with her thumbs. Right. <laughs> right. Or or you know if you're a Veep fan, you know, uh, uh, you know, asking you know C- uh, Siri uh, to uh, <laughs> you know wh- why does God allow evil? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's ch- charismatic, and you smile when you see her, but for the wrong kinds of reasons. Yeah, it's it's a miscast. Um, so do we want to get to the the biggest problem? Go for it. Namor. <sighs> Namor. Na- Namor. Take your pick. <laughs> Namor. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so where to begin? <laughs> I, I didn't care. For Let's the begin with. I, now I First know of all, we know from the comic books, canon. If it's canon, Namor has itty bitty wings on his. Yes, shoes. he does. Is that stupid? Yes. Yes, it, <laughs> yes, it can is. Can you pull that off in a comic book? You can. Can you pull that off in a movie? Not without reminding me of Jupiter ascending. 
<laughs> and what an MCU movie does not, if you pay $200 million plus for a movie, you do not want to remind me for two and a half hours of Jupiter ascending. You don't want me sitting there <laughs> thinking, oh God, no, not this. Yeah, they're obviously hoping you don't remember that. Yeah, well. You know, you're thinking of Goodyear logos and all never this Never forget, stuff. Matt. <laughs> I, I just, to be honest with you, I probably have sort of a grudge against Black Panther to begin with. I never found him that interesting to begin with. Yeah. He was always like a, you know, third tier character to me. Yeah. And now Namor is a character, you know, that really has never found his place since the Great War comics where he fought along, you know, against, you know, uh, Captain America, like, you know, the Hitler covers, you know, those, yeah, yeah. Those beautiful covers where they're fighting the Nazis. Yeah. That's where I think of Namor. Yeah. And now, you know, they've never found a way for him to really fit into the, the Silver Age and, and the modern world, I don't know. I, mean, I just didn't find it very I don't – I think you can do this, but it, it just invites so many uh, so many of the worst tendencies of this movie. I mean, plot-wise, this movie feels like it's uh, – it, it doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere. It feels like sort of an intro to a, to a longer movie where, like, at first they fight, but then they have to team up to take take down you know some yeah. colonial you know colonial powers or first world powers or whatever right and and well you know well that i mean that's another no offense to the you know that's another know. issue though too i mean not only can wakanda not come together there's all these different sects you know there's the mountain people uh what do you call those yeah. guys uh yeah uh, Winston Duke, the, yeah, the mountain tribe. Mabaki, you know, they yeah. obviously they haven't they've yeah. been separated for years. Yeah, and now they're kind but of that, coming together. I mean, that happened in the first one. We saw right, this, right. Yeah. But I mean, that's just one more thing that's got to be dealt with in this. You know, there's a lot of politics in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is uh, it is political, and I think that's maybe not for everybody. I I just wish I wish there were there were some way to introduce the the Namor character in this as something other than just like a bad Wakanda, right? Mm-hmm. It's just dark Wakanda, right? You know, I, I sort um, of, you know... And, um, yeah. I, I champion the idea that they just didn't make him a white guy like he sort of is in the in the comics. Yeah. Uh, or he appears, you know, that Yes, I, I don't really have I any... Don't, I don't know if it worked very well to make him, you know, they, they tied it into the, what, the Incas, right? Yeah, they t- yeah or the, the Mayans. Or the Mayans, right, yes. Yeah. Uh, um... I I I just I I really bristle to the idea that there's like another kind of retro futurist uh, race on, right. on on Earth, you know. Oh, there's another one that has advanced technology that nobody has ever. Uh, and again, found I, out they about. made zero appearances while the world was getting clip clopped. R- right, exactly. Right. Did uh, did they blip too? Uh, Half you, of them. You, they must. They must have. I mean, Thanos is is uh, he, he's a pretty detail oriented guy, <laughs> right? Um. So the biggest problem, though, to me is just the whole Namor character. The the the, I think that the character is not interesting. That actor, uh, the actor that they got, uh, Tanaka Huerta, um, Tanaka Huerta Mija, um, is uh, he's not a great actor. Um, he doesn't he doesn't project any of the sort of like imperious arrogance of uh, of Namor. Um, he's not a physically imposing guy, right? I mean, he's kind of slouchy shouldered and he's not, I don't know. I, I hate to get in too much. I mean, we can, crit- Matt, you and I can criticize because yeah. we're the most physically <laughs> That's true, fit right? people on earth. Absolutely. Right? So, um, you know, call us MCU if you want to get somebody into shape. Right. But he's not a, he's not a, 
sort of physically imposing person in the way that I, I would want Namor to be. Also, he has itty bitty wings on his feet. <laughs> and I, yeah. I just know. No. They're magical booty wings. And, 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 and at the drop of a hat, he will tell you his entire life story. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, I mean, in a way, it's it's very much comic booky in that way. It feels very much like comic okay, books, where, sure. like a char- you know, a character is kidnapped and she wakes up, and then all of a sudden he's explaining himself in <laughs> excruciating detail about everything that's ever had, you know, his whole origin story, right? Uh, but it also feels very, very cheesy, um, in a way that's, uh, I don't know, uh, Black Panther movies are not supposed to feel cheesy like that. I mean, maybe they're boring because they're political, uh, but they're the Black Panther was a little more. Uh, mature in its uh in its sensibilities uh, the original and uh this is uh this feels i don't know this feels a little well i mean what becomes the villain in black panther is so much easier to identify with than this you know what i mean oh god the well the see the yeah the the villain uh killmonger in in the first uh black panther movie is the best i i think yeah. hands down the best uh mcu villain um and and that's a huge part of why that movie works is because he's so um He's such a sympathetic character. He's not wrong, right? Right. You understand. And they try to do that again. Point with, of view. Yeah, they try to do that again with Namor, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. Killmonger is so. Uh, he, he was so relatable, you know. Yeah. It, it, you, it, and Namor is just sort of is not. He's bizarre. He's strange looking. He's got you know. He's very sort of weird, exotic, and he he's of a different race, I guess, than all the other blue people who are right. just there yeah, to sort I of serve him and charge. That. They're just sort of his infantry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's yeah. So all of that is is a, just a you know a lot more complicated. When something gets be. overly complicated, my instincts sort of pull yeah, back. Or, right. To, these to days, stop paying attention. Right. Yes. And <laughs> when it's clear that you're in for a very, this is going to be a very very long yeah. story. And that's like, certainly not I've something. Interest. Certainly not something I would brag about. But unfortunately, it's something I have to deal with. Well, I mean, movies like this shouldn't come with a lot of homework, right? You know, but more and more we're seeing the Marvel movies go with the longer running times, two hours and forty minutes. You know, I, I don't, I don't mind if it's good, right? You know, if it's, yeah. if it's, if there's a reason for it to be two hours and forty minutes, and I mean, this movie would have reason. I mean, it's got a lot to do, and it has a lot of, a lot of characters, a, a, an abundance of characters, but. Maybe that's a sign that you should scale back on some of those characters. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's that to me. That's clearly the answer here is to you know pull back on the the uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Martin Freeman's of the world. Yeah. get that out of there. Get the Riri character. Out yeah, of there. right. Yeah, or, Cause, or cause at you least can, you can introduce her, but let, like you don't. You can. Need to keep I think her you can accomplish that in a different way without yeah. without with with maybe uh, a character that's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Did we know from previous but films? She, but again, she's in uh, that character is she's coming back. She's got she's got a you know uh, Disney Plus series that's coming out. So right. Um. So yeah. um, the uh, oh, what's her name? Who plays the Lupita? Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Yes. Um. Did, had it been previously established that she was in hiding or off on her own? Uh, I'm not sure. She was, she was like a spy, so she was always okay. a little bit at arm's Is length, she you know? in Endgame or Infinity War? She was in remember. one of those movies. Okay, I can't yeah. remember. Right. Uh, I think she was maybe in both. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I thought she was maybe, yeah. but, uh, it's been a while since I've seen those. Yeah. Um, 
And the, the, I mean, the Namor plot does, just doesn't even really make sense. I mean, like he's going to blackmail the Wakandans into doing his dirty work for him, but then they have to keep his secret, and then they keep his secret even after they go to war to, uh, with each other. I yeah, guess. And then when and, they, yeah. And then his kind of catharsis at the end really doesn't kind of play with that either. So. And and you know these movies are, are to the point where they're they're <laughs> they're both. Uh, all of them are beginning to feel both chaotic and rote, right? You know, like like they're both formulaic, but also it seems like they're a total mess. Um, well, you know, I, I, fe- mean, I felt that way about the Thor movie, and I felt that way about the the uh, Doctor Strange movie. And sure, I felt that way about this movie. And you know, none of this stuff is terrible, really. But it's right, just, yes, it just seems like Marvel when it first came out, it had such a laser focus from film to film. You know, where you'd have this, uh, you know, post post credit yeah. scene that set up at least a confrontation between two characters you might see in the next movie. Yeah. You know, and and now it's just I don't know where they're headed. I mean, I know. Yeah. They've been headed to where I think they're headed forever. Yeah. It just it doesn't seem like there's been any progress made towards. And maybe we're going to get this with uh, with the Ant Man movie. Yeah, right? I mean that seems to be um, moving toward. Yeah, but at least what uh, Loki said we were headed towards, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I just have such ambivalent thoughts about Marvel these days. You know, I, I, I on one hand, I'm, I'm sort of still into it. On the other hand, I'm like just really tired of it. It's, it's they it's, need they I need mean, a hit. I mean, I mean they they need a they need a, a solid good movie. I mean, Spider Man was last Christmas, and it was yeah. great. But yeah. Spider Man still a little bit. It's always it's part of the universe, but it still kind of stands alone. A little and that's bit. also like twelve movies ago. That's true, right? You know, I mean the the problem is they keep they they keep coming at us, and yeah. and they have not been. They this just has not been a good year for them, and it's it's. We're not used to. I mean, fans of the franchise are not used to it going this long without there being something that you connect with. Because well, that's I mean, been one thing is they've kept coming at us, but there, there, there's been a high level of of consistency, right? There's been a right. high level of quality, um, and it really doesn't feel like it. It feels like the the there's no roadmap here. Um, I think it, the TV shows have not helped either. I think that's more content yeah. out there, and yeah. some of it. And I and I when the when the when the idea of the TV shows came out, I thought, okay, well, the TV show should be like comics. Maybe some of them are aimed at different different people, yeah. and that maybe all everyone doesn't have to be for me. Yeah. And I think that's fine as long as I don't have right. to watch it to be up on the on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to sum up here, I I mean I think you're right. There is nothing that's bad here exactly, aside from the little itty bitty wings. Um, but uh, none of it really excels or or uh rises above in the way that uh uh that the original black panther did and that's uh um it's a shame uh the the thing what does work here what does work i think uh almost every time it's done is this uh, is the genuine um feelings from the the cast i mean we uh we again and again are sort of called back to uh to mourning for uh t'challa and Every time they they do that, I I, I was fair, I was pretty touched. Um, even though it, it does it is repetitious, and there there are times, especially right. later on in the movie, when it's like you have to kind of stop everything to do that again, right? But um, but I think every time uh, that happened, it was heartfelt, and and so uh, I think this movie wor- it works uh, at best as a kind of you know group therapy session. Um, 
I like a lot of these characters. I, yeah, I just, yeah, me too. Just the movie they're in, just they both sort of bored me, and and yeah, that's a lot of that's on me, obviously, because yeah. I'm the the, the minority report, yes. <laughs> minority, so to speak. Um, well, I I think, um, I I don't know how you do it from a writing standpoint, but um, obviously, to me, Lupita Nyong'o is the way to go for Black Panther. Make it happen. Make it work. <laughs> Any opportunity I had to have her on the screen, take it. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a great actress. She is a great actress, and she's a wonderfully beautiful human being, and uh, yes. So, um, and, you know, you would believe, I don't know, you would believe, she has a gravitas uh, that you would believe. Um, if it's uh, if it's not going to be Okoye, Okoye, right? Yeah, and she'd um, be great, too. I mean, she'd be great, too, right? Certainly. Um, but... Now, now we're just You're, multiplying. You have a little the, more heavy, people. It, it could have been. It, you have a little more heavy lifting to get there in terms of script to for it to not be this the sister, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I will say that there's a post credit scene here, and I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. But I think it was one of the most worthwhile post credit scenes. Yeah, it, shit actually happens. You learn stuff. Yeah, it's not just uh, ten seconds of you know blah 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 or. Worse yet, making you wait the whole film just to watch a preview for Doctor Strange, the, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the next Doctor which Strange just, movie. Which irritated me. Right. <laughs> I just waited 10 minutes for a commercial, goddammit. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on, shall we? Okay. That's going to do it for Wakanda Forever. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Listening to Cinema Spin. And here we are back on Cinema Spin. We had a movie chosen at random this week. As always. What was it? It was the 2000 movie Meet the Parents, starring Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro. So, let me tell you about it, Matt. Uh, ben Stiller plays Greg Fokker, a nurse in Chicago whose relationship with a pretty school teacher named Pam is heating up. Uh, Greg is about to propose when Pam gets word that her little sister is engaged. Uh, The couple agrees to go back to the quaint Long Island town where Pam grew up to attend the wedding. With Greg's plans to propose a little change, now he wants to give the blessing of Pam's father before he proposes. Good luck with that. (laughs) Seriously, Godspeed. (laughs) You poor, poor young man. Robert De Niro plays Pam's father, Jack Burns. A painfully serious super father who can train a cat to use the toilet, play a killer game of swimming pool volleyball, and even speaks a little Thai. <laughs> uh, Greg's dreams of impressing Jack die the moment they hit De Niro's furrowed eyebrows. And from there, we have a nonstop stream of Mr. Fokker getting humiliated again and again in increasingly elaborate arrangements. Um, the result is a nightmare comedy that I found very, very funny. Uh, this movie, uh, its reputation precedes itself. Uh, it's it's something of a, I mean, it, it spawned two sequels. It's something of a bit of a comedy yeah, classic. Uh, Twenty years on, uh, and uh, I had seen a lot of this movie. Um, whether it's just from cultural osmosis, you know, from hard to know. clip shows or whatever, or maybe years I out. caught part of it on uh, on cable. But regardless, uh, even uh, even with as much as I'd seen, I'd seen a lot of the famous set pieces, like the milking the cats bit, right. So uh, yeah, even with that, um, I still found a lot to uh, that made me uh, made me laugh. What did you think, Matt? Well, I want to say you know I obviously seen this back in the day. I don't think I th- it was quite as funny as I remember it being for me, but mm-hmm. it's still an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, De Niro's performance is, is 
is great. He's not known for his great comedy, although he was in analyze the analyze this movies, you know. Yeah. But uh, but the way the ways in which he can he can show like so many levels of disapproval for for, for Fokker without like even changing expression, just like he's. Just with like uh, blank expression, he can just express that he's even with low standards, he's disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the situation does a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the acting in, in something like uh, Analyze This, uh-huh. where this is more reliant on on the actual performance. Yeah. To, to work, and it's just you know what struck me watching this again is. Greg really is a doofus. <laughs> he is. He creates his he own is. problems. Yes. In the end, when you know, obviously things turn around and he gets accepted. Yes. Uh, he really doesn't deserve it. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> They've got every reason to shit can his ass <laughs> because he does the exact wrong thing in every situation. And and that's uh, <laughs> the the tone that struck with that character and the performance from from Stiller is perfect because. We pity Greg, and we, but we never, we never quite sympathize, or, or that doesn't keep not so. We don't pity him so much that uh, that that it interferes with our ability to laugh in his face, right? Yeah, because we, we, and that's important. We pity right? not the situations he puts himself in, but we know that even uh, we couldn't please. Yeah, we couldn't. We please couldn't please him, yeah. but we could do better than he's doing. Yeah, right? Anybody could do better. You know, than so, you. so he's pathetic, but he's never quite likable. Exactly, right? Because right. he's constantly do. They throw in just enough to make him kind of a dick. You know, uh-huh. like he doesn't like cats. You know, which to me, you to us is that's is a just big silly. issue. Yeah, that's just silly. I mean, you know, and he can't stop. He sort of can't stop lying. I mean, they're in these ways that seem <laughs> he's yeah seem sort of anodyne. They seem sort of harmless, and uh, but but uh, and of course everyone. Of them blow every little white lie blows up in his face, right? Yeah, he's put in a situation right. where he feels like he can't tell the truth. Yeah, even though it'd be way simpler than what he puts himself through in the end. Right, and and, <laughs> and uh, it it strikes this chord because I mean we've all been that person who's trying to sort of fake fake it to impress somebody, but at the same time, I mean, uh, if if he wants to get Jack's respect in this, all he has to do is be himself. Jack immediately can tell that. <laughs> He's you're a phony, gen- right, 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 right? You're right. trying to impress me, and and he gives him several chances to no, just tell me, just say it to my face, right? And and uh, you know, uh, uh, Fokker is uh, too much of a too much of a wuss to to sort of step up and and uh, <laughs> and you know, and then just makes things worse, right? Um, some of some of the um, some of the Fokker stuff doesn't work on a second viewing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a delivery here by uh, the character actor James Rebhorn, mm-hmm. as he's the uh, father, father of the groom. Of the groom right. Yeah, and he's he is a he, he just has a f- delivery that's just so hilarious the way he does it. The animal doesn't have thumbs, Fokker. <laughs> I just love that the way that was. <laughs> yeah, there's and there's a lot of uh, shots taken at that. Uh, at Fokker for being for being a nurse and not a doctor, right? There's right. A, lot of, a lot of humor done with that, and and, and that's you know, and, and on the right side of that, you know, it's sympathetic to him, and these guys are sort of being dicks. Oh yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah, for for uh, right for for these sexist attitudes, right? The movie overcomes a really shitty soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's Randy very... Newman. Yeah, and then uh, and then you know, Wipeout 
you know. For yeah, instance. it's very um, what you would expect, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't much there. You know, we get a little glimpse into what it was like to fly pre-9-11, where uh, <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you could do for yourself is... Uh-huh. Uh, argue with the stewardess you know now you'd be in the you know right yeah th- that scene yeah <laughs> where, where he's uh he's freaking out on the on the airplane with the stewardess is uh and he'd yes, be he'd be just we a, now yes he'd be done way before takes <laughs> yeah, it, yeah takes he'd it be away. uh appalled the size of the current uh carry-on luggage too <laughs> yes yeah uh great cat acting i looked <laughs> yeah, up two cats used in this movie right just two okay. normally there's more than that right but uh, there, there's a lot of uh, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're climbing around on stuff and jumping, you know, jumping. Spoiler from alert: They're dead. No, they're not. <laughs> the cats? <laughs> oh, the cats are probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the actors, yes. Well, I was gonna but say the, the, the cats are the cats are definitely no. Dead. But uh, you know, uh, there are lots of opera. I was I was kept waiting for this movie to go really dark and like do something ba- really bad to the cat. Oh, right, it's right. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it doesn't. So, um, the scene when he knocks the urn over. Is hard to watch, yes. because it's just, uh, and everybody, everybody's reaction is just—they're just watching this series of things happen in a row, and it's just these reaction shots, right? Yeah, yes, right. Now nah, it's pretty well done. I, I think I just uh, didn't quite realize Greg was such an idiot the first time. Yeah, he came off as a little more sympathetic. Right. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe when we were in our, tw- maybe when we were younger in our twenties, maybe we have more sympathy towards somebody trying to ingratiate themselves to their, their <laughs> right. stepfather or would be in laws. So uh, Owen Wilson is in this movie. I don't know if he's the perfect choice for the boy- ex boyfriend who you'll never live up to. <laughs> um, yeah, his uh, career sort of didn't go that way in the long run. He kind of played this more of the slacker type. Yeah, person. right. More of the the sort of schlub. He just just doesn't have a face for <laughs> for the uh, good looking. But he does friend. seem like they do kind of ride him to be somebody who kind of fell ass backwards into a lot of money by just picking That's the true. right stock or right. something. You know. Um. So, uh, Pam in this movie is an asshole. Um. Yeah, she's she's a turncoat. <laughs> yeah, um now, well, I mean, it's a thankless role, but like Well, she hasn't properly prepared him for what he's about no, to No, no, no. She she right, she has again and again she's like, "Oh, wait, I didn't tell you." And that just contributes to the sort of uh-huh. like, uh, the nightmare quality of the uh, you know, you're oh my god, I'm on stage and I have no pants on. Uh to, yeah. that, that, you know, that's important to this movie, but the uh that character sort of doesn't I don't know. She doesn't make a lot of sense, and she sort of is just always just doing what the script tells her to do. Um, well, right. It's like she should definitely not let him bring that flower as a gift, right? If because she, she knows deep. Yeah, she that, knows that that her he father wasn't. Really wasn't yeah, that he wasn't really a florist. So maybe try something else. Huh? Right. Yeah. You know, you know she could. She knows yeah. in that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Right. A, l- yeah. a little bit of a briefing about how intense this dude's going to be before maybe the driveway. Right. Yeah. Would have been <laughs> right. And then oh, I didn't tell you. Yeah, my we're going to my ex boyfriend's house. Right. Uh-huh. All day, right? Yeah. So uh, she comes off as an asshole. I don't know if you uh, read about this, but uh, Naomi Watts was originally cast in this really? role. Yeah, this was back during Naomi Watts' uh, dark period, right? Like, she famously, in the late 90s, had this really uh, horrible time finding any roles, right? Uh, like, pre the ring, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, uh. I don't remember seeing Mahal, her. Mahal and Drive was the movie that really sort of brought her back. Okay. You know, or really sort of got her I don't remember seeing there. her in a lot of films before. 
Yeah, yeah, right. and and she was she was sort of fired uh, before this began filming, right? Um, and it's and replaced with like her stunt double, <laughs> Terry Polo. Looks like she could <laughs> she could like be Naomi Watts, <laughs> like in a pinch, right? Uh, but she, I think at the same time, Naomi Watts would have brought more of a kind of innocence to this role, and you maybe would have bought her as uh, I would have maybe. Yeah, that act that actress little. is not. She's the kind of actress like you've seen in like a like it feels like ten or twelve movies, but like you don't really remember much about Terry anything. Polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember anything about it. Yeah, specifically about anything she ever did. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and that character, the way she's played here, is just comes off as really passive aggressive and a real asshole. So um, it's sad to see. You know, at the end, there's in the third act, you find out what the Greg's real name is Gaylord. Sad to see Roach <laughs> go for that joke though, because that was that's pretty lame. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to have a reason why uh, he doesn't want to tell anybody his real name, right? But that's that's it. still pretty junior high jokey, you know. Yeah, that right. stuff. Yeah, that joke. It was two thousand. Besides, it's obvious not aging well. I think it was old by then. That's true. Yeah, I think by the time you're, um, you know, when you first hear like there was a pitcher named Gaylord Barry, you know, when you when you're Gaylord, like, when you're eight, you you, you let right. you chuckle. Oh my god! But by the time you're like Before thirteen you or fourteen, you're like the dude's name was Gaylord. Right, you know, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, and he that's that, yeah, right. and so, yeah, I think it's a very junior high joke. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Martha Fokker, that her name's that that that, that <laughs> regular little, that her that her middle name was Martha, <laughs> Martha, Martha and she'd Fokker. be Martha Fokker. <laughs> that that's a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think this is a win for the old randomizer. Yeah, I think so. It was a good one to revisit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I I, active, I wouldn't have actively gone back to look at it again. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, you being the um, the person who always goes the extra mile for the for the podcast, it's I guess tell us about uh, Meet the Fockers and Little Fockers. I, I did not watch the the two uh, sequels. I'm afraid. What? You're stunned. Look at you. What? You you always like to throw that in my face that you mm. watch like 18 sequels. You watch like. Bug seven and <laughs> Bug seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I. I'm uh. Okay. Uh, ha- come at me. Come at <laughs> no, me. No, I, I really can't. My life's a little busier than it used to be. I really can't. Outside I, of uh, I, I, these you, four you walls. You really want me to be right like? Here. You really want me to be like? Hey, why didn't you watch Little Fockers? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Those movies might be great. Um, uh, they did not get. They were not well reviewed. So. <laughs> but uh, either way, neither, me neither. So yeah, we'll just have to. Wait for those to get ran- I'm, not, I'm not saying I love this so much that I even see this. We'll have to wait for those to come up on the randomizer on their own. Exactly. Who knows what will happen next? That's true. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Meet the Fockers. We really can't talk about that too much longer, I don't nope, think. we can't. But we can look to the future. That's right. <laughs> How about that for a bad Se- segue? Nice segue. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of what comes it, next. It would appear next for us is the uh, Steven Spielberg film the Fableman. Yes, um, an early front runner for best picture, I'd say. Yeah, it, it, it is definitely well reviewed, um, and it's the kind of movie that that tends to win best picture. It if something is that. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Although they they don't like to give that to Spielberg. They no, help, they they, they still it. they still don't like Spielberg. I think it's safe to say um, after the whole Lincoln thing. Um, so, uh, but that's you know that's been a long time ago. Maybe they they cycled in some new blood since then. Maybe uh, maybe they will uh, be more interested in. Uh, I don't know, uh, and maybe he'll deserve it. But it know. doesn't seem like it does at this point. It doesn't seem like anything. Uh, this award season, this prestige season, is really sort of distinguishing itself. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, we'll see about Avatar, and I guess we'll see about Babylon. But uh, I'm I'm a little bit excited to see Michelle Williams in this role. She can be good. Oh, she's she's very good. Um, um uh, yeah. And when's the last time you've seen Jed, Judd Hirsch in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't I didn't realize he was in this. <laughs> I think he plays an uncle or something. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna pair that up with a uh, random movie, which we're going to pick right now. Okay, going back to the 1960s. Last time we went there, we watched Lilies of the Field. This time it's going to be Days of uh, Wine and Roses. Jack Lemmon movie. How funny Never that seen it. the last two movies from the 60s we picked are both have flowers in the title. Whoa. Sometimes random is awkwardly random. Yeah, right. Desperately random? It's try- desperately random. <laughs> it's trying to tell us something that we're just not, we're we're not, not wise enough we're not yet seeing it, yeah. to, uh, to put it all together. Definitely feel that. Maybe we'll be we will be after we see Days of Wine and Roses. Maybe this is the key. This is the last piece of the puzzle. All right. Well, this be this will be our episode closest to Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. This should be out at probably on Thanksgiving, actually. So um, if we're lucky, thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Please like and subscribe and all that stuff. And yes, uh, please. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye bye.